Welcome to episode 5 of North Carolina Corn Kernels Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ron Heinecker, Cropping Systems Specialist at North Carolina State University. Well, as I look at cornfields today, I see most of them are showing tassels and signs of silk emergence and pollination. What a great time for a corn grower. So what kind of phone calls do I most often get at this stage of corn development? Well, on today's podcast, we're going to look at the two most common questions that corn growers have at this time of the corn growing season. Those two questions are, how much yield potential can I expect from corn that is only four to five foot tall? And second, should I apply more nitrogen or other nutrients or inputs to my corn at tassel or silking to increase yield? Really, these two questions represent the opposite ends of the yield potential spectrum. On one hand, short corn is the result of moderate to severe stress the plant has already taken and has taken its toll on the yield. The farmer is wondering how much has my crop been hurt and will this crop yield enough to justify the expenses I have already incurred. While on the other hand, the question about adding more nutrients or other inputs into the crop comes from a realization that the weather has been ideal, the corn looks good or amazing, and there is plenty of yield potential to be captured. Both of these questions come from growers who have had an intimate understanding of how genetics and the environment interact to produce the final corn plant. The observation by top growers such as David Hula, Randy Dowdy, Kevin Matthews, and others that a corn seed in the bag has the potential for 400, 500, 600, 700, or even greater bushel yield per acre is largely right. Genetics does hold this promise. But then the seed gets planted and environment takes over. Temperature, Water, nutrients, the amount of light intercepted all start to play their role in how these hybrid genetics are expressed and ultimately play a role in limiting yield expression and potential. The farmer's observation that this interaction between genetics and environment, and he judges how much yield he will see at the end of the year at harvest. How uniformly and quickly did the corn crop emerge? How expansive and dark green are the leaves? How close to ideal have the temperatures been? Positive answers to these questions lead to an understanding that we don't want to let nutrients, insects, or diseases, something we can control, be limiting factors. On the other side of the coin is that if my emergence was variable and poor, my crop is short with light green leaves, and temperatures have caused my leaves to roll The grower knows that nature has been taking its toll. What, if anything, should I do to this crop without costing me more money than it will return? So let's answer these two questions about corn that represent these two very different genetic by environmental interactions. First, if the plant is already short, four to five feet tall or even shorter, what yield can I realistically expect to see from this corn crop? Clearly, if the corn, which has a genetic potential to be 6, 7, 8 foot tall or taller, is only 4 to 5 feet tall, the environment has not been ideal. Shorter corn is the result of short internodes on the stalk or stem of the plant. Internodes on the corn plant begin rapid elongation starting at V3, 3 leaves fully developed, and continue elongating all the way through VT, tassel. 
the most critical growth period that determines most internode lengths and in corn height occurs from V4 to V10. Shorter than normal corn is caused by moderate to severe water deficiencies during this V4 to V10 growth period. So how do shorter internodes impact corn yield potential? When I grew up, most farmers would tell you that the taller the corn, the better the yield. Even the yield estimates from most corn growth models used in the industry today to predict yield are based on harvest index. Harvest index is calculated as the percentage of the weight of the corn plant at harvest time. Typically, 85% of corn weight is determined as yield. Therefore, the more biomass, the greater the yield. So this must mean that short corn plants have lost most of their yield potential, right? Well, not so fast. It really depends on when the stress occurs that causes the corn plant to be short. While all parts of a corn plant grow at the same time, the corn plant does have a biological order when it comes to growth. Roots start first. Then the stem elongation begins. Then the leaves begin development, lengthening and width. And finally, the reproductive organs, ear and tassel. So if the stress occurs early enough, say V4 to V7, and then ends, then the internodes will be short at the bottom of the stalk, resulting in a short corn plant, but the leaves and the ear will grow more or less normally, with little impact on total weight of the plant at harvest and little impact on yield. On the other hand, if the stress starts early and continues through V10 or later, then internodes will be shorter all up and down the plant, the leaves will be shorter, the ear will be shorter, and yield will be significantly reduced. So the answer to this question is, yes, a short corn plant can produce good to excellent yield. Yes, yield potential probably has been reduced, but not by much. I have seen four-foot-tall corn plants that suffered drought in mid-May, but then got a rain in early June yield 230 bushels per acre. I've seen fields that went higher than that even. Now, before you get giddy and think this is always the case, remember this is only true if the stress occurs early and then is removed by good rainfall. I've also seen four-foot-tall corn plants yield 40 bushel to the acre when continuing stress impacted ear size. If you have short corn plant and want to know how much plant height has impacted yield, you must wait until after silking and then examine ear length. If the ear is relatively good size and fully pollinated, then the short corn has not reduced your yield potential by very much and you can count on a profitable yield. Now let's look at the second question. Should I apply nitrogen or other foliar nutrients or other inputs such as fungicides or insecticides in the absence of diseases or insects at VT to R1? The answer to this question depends on the knowledge that this corn crop has not suffered any stress and is at close to full genetic determined yield potential as possible. Environment, in other words, has not subtracted much from the potential that that seed had. Clearly, you should not be asking this question if you have already asked the previous one we just covered. Why is that? Well, if your environment has already subtracted some of your yield potential, then adding more nutrients or using fungicides or insecticides or other inputs in the absence of disease or pests will not restore what nature has already taken. You cannot recover yield. 
Now let me be clear here. If you have a disease infestation or anticipate one at threshold levels, or if you have insects at threshold levels, or if you have a tissue test that shows deficiency in nutrients, then you should apply a fungicide, insecticide, or foliar nutrient as prescribed. These things are limiting yield. Your plant is saying so, so please apply as needed. What I am talking about is applying when a tissue test shows moderate to sufficient or even abundant levels of nutrients, when no disease or insects are present or anticipated. What, if anything, should I apply when my crop is healthy and has tremendous yield potential? In my experience, there are two things that could benefit a corn crop in such a situation. First, nitrogen. 35 to 40% of the nitrogen required by a healthy corn plant must be taken up between VT and physiological maturity. Maximum yield, record-breaking yields, come from dark green leaves that produce heavy kernels. David Hula, Randy Dowdy, they all say that they harvest record yields from fields where the leaves are green from top to bottom. Our data shows that adding 30 to 50 pounds of nitrogen at VT to R1 to a healthy corn crop can increase yield 20 to over 40 bushels per acre, or even more. Kernel weight is often the biggest barrier to record yield. In fact, I think kernel weight is the key factor when it comes to making 400, 500, or even 600 bushels per acre. When you have a near-perfect crop at VT, then use nitrogen to make sure that kernel weight stays at its peak. Fungicides are also useful, particularly strobilurin fungicides. In the absence of disease, they work to improve photosynthetic efficiency and kernel weight. Many, many studies have found fungicides in the absence of disease result in corn plants that stay greener longer, have higher kernel weight, and higher yield. Your focus at VT, when you know that the genetic by environment interaction has worked in your favor, is to make sure that the things you can control, nitrogen for green, chlorophyll-rich leaves, fungicide to maximize photosynthesis, are there so that you can increase kernel weight and result in record yield. Well, that's it for this Corn Kernels podcast. I hope you have found some golden kernels in answering these two questions. On the next podcast, we'll take a detour and talk about soybeans. We're going to talk about the soybean yield triangle, how to manage that as soybeans come into their pollination and flowering period. So, till next time, happy farming.